everybody. Welcome back to Murder Blows. We're back to your regular scheduled program because April Fool's is far from over. We're well on our way to Easter, but that has literally nothing to do with this episode. I'm pretty sure most of us are uh, atheists or we hate eggs. So everyone nodded in agreement. So we're egg haters. Anyways, we're also clown haters and we're talking about a big old clown today. I call him a honker at one point. I heard it in a video today. Thought I'd try it out. Let me know how you like it down in the comments section below. Just kidding. I'm Violet, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host. Maisie. Sasha. And Cody is on this episode, but she is not here for the intro due to technical difficulties. Yeah, uh, I hope you're holding up in quarantine. Wash your fucking hands. Clean your fucking phones that you listen to this podcast on. Oh, if you do want to tweet us anything, tweet us what song you wash your hands to. Mine's been changing from Last Caress by the Misfits to Ass and Titties. So let me know what you're singing. Uh, but for now, you can sing this sweet, sweet intro music to wash your hands to. So how is everybody? I mean, hanging on to life. What? In general, sure. I am alive, and that is therefore good. I feel like everyone's on the upside down for me. I'm just going to go off here. <laughs> oh, no. Right. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I miss restaurants. Uh, but my cooking is getting like really, really good. Um, come cook for me. You, you betcha. I'll give you my beef and broccoli recipe and change your life. Change your life. Good. We have the Trader Joe's one that's frozen, so I'd rather have yours. Ooh, no, this one's so easy too. It takes like thirty minutes to make. Mm, Fine. It's so easy. No, I'm really fine. I'm working a lot. I get up at 3.30 in the morning now on some days, which is not fun. But I get off at like 1. And that's fine. And your work is like not an hour and a half far away from you. Yeah, no. It's 12 minutes. Woo! Yeah. Go you for scoring a job in the middle of a pandemic. I know. I don't know how I did it, really. Um, But thanks. <laughs> but thanks. I've been on Lexapro for almost a week now. How's that? Um, I mean, okay. So this sounds really bad. We had a really big tragedy in our household. Um, and so I feel like I can't accurately judge. I sure. feel like I'm better than I would have been not on it. But I also get nauseous every time I eat and throw up a lot more. So, but also I got diagnosed with insomnia. Who saw that coming? Um, I guess it's not natural to sleep like five hours and I wake up every 30 minutes. <laughs> um, so now I have to take medicine for that. Um, so, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Sound like me in the morning. I'm like, I need an effixer and a Zyrtec. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's been wild, but I mean, I think I'm good. Yeah, the medicine makes me feel like I'm fine. I think. I there don't you know. go. Yeah, my focus is shot to shit though. Really? Yeah, I can't really like. I feel like I ramble a lot more than usual. Like brain fog. Yeah, and then. Like, one night I was going to take my sleep aid, and, you know... I forgot what I was doing. <laughs> but I had the pill in hand. And the, the sleep aid might be causing the brain fog. Yeah, I'm supposed to get seven hours a night on it. Um, when I know I'm not going to, I only take half. Um, but, I don't know. I sleep better, though. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be stupid positive, but it's exhausting. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. You're gonna wear Yay. yourself out. Too late. It's already happened. I know. I have this problem. I talked with my therapist about it a couple weeks ago where I take things really personally when people um, don't like when I'm being positive or they're not positive Ooh. with me. Mm -hmm. I take it very personally. I'm like, okay, well, fuck you, one, because I'm always angry. Um, so this is a treat. You can have me being <laughs> nice as a treat. Um <laughs> uh yeah and so even at work today uh our system our entire system shut down twice and so What's i was that? trying to like joke around with the customers and i was like how are you holding up in quarantine have you seen any good movies i saw this you should watch it um <laughs> and one of the guys in the drive-thru or that was like on bar was like can you quit we just need to focus on this. And you're messing up these orders. I wasn't. Spoiler alert. Yeah. He's just mad because I made fun of people that wear their beanies above their ears. And he's As one of you them. should. Oh, yeah. Such a stupid trend. Not that's a trend. It hasn't, it hasn't hit Sevier County yet. Oh, I, I hope you never have to see it. They look like fucking fishermen. <laughs> Not even. I don't even know what they look like. Ooh. It's silly, and I don't understand the point of it. Yeah, it's, at the, it's not flattering. Your no, head's all, so cold, I get it. Look like condoms. It's not yes. cold out, though. They look like little penises mm. with multicolored hats. Heads. Mm. Hats? Heads? Hmm. Hmm. Hats. <laughs> I, I think it's a dumb trend. I think it looks better on people that have really big beards. I think because there's hair to distract you on the face. And you actually look like a fisherman, which might but, be cool. Yeah, you look like maybe you just got back from sea, like no one really knows your life. But then the guy that's <laughs> clean shaved. Yeah. Uh, you, you have no secrets. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You Ed, Ed, no and Eddie looking ass. Be, is it double D? The one double D. Yeah. Yeah. That's Wild. it. That's the inspo. Hate it. Yeah, not a fan. Um, but yeah, so I was like, okay, fuck you. I'm going to be super mean then. And so I was. <laughs> and, and we there didn't you go. get it. Yeah, I was like, we're not going to get as many tips. So I hope you're happy. Mm. Mm -mm. People don't understand. 
No, no. It was also Wacky Wednesday, so I don't think anyone was really taking me seriously because I was wearing a ramen hoodie, tube socks, and pink eyebrows. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> so. I love the pink eyebrows. Like, what was the inspiration there? Um, So, I was wearing my shrimp ramen <laughs> hoodie. Um, Very and, excited for this. <laughs> yeah, and it had pink on it, so I did pink eyeshadow um with pink sparkles and then i was like what if i just did my eyebrows pink that's wacky it said get creative that's so wacky i like so that wacky. pink eyeshadow is wacky for you but it's like my norm yeah <laughs> pink eyeshadow is way out of the box for me um uh and i know why too because it stains my eyes like a motherfucker. i'm sure it my eyebrows mine. will be pink for days oh no it stains mine too but i think that's a benefit <laughs> I don't have to put on eyeshadow the next day. I think it just makes me look high and tired. Mm. Which, I mean, I normally look like, but... But, yeah. Um, so, I feel like people weren't really taking me all that seriously to begin with. So, I don't know. They can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Everyone else thought it was funny. I think. <laughs> but, you know yeah. what we can take seriously? The fact that Arcadian <gasps> Grooming's hand sanitizer sold out in 30 minutes. That's I couldn't even rough. get any. I went to the I... site the next day and I was like, sick, I'm going to get some. And it's gone. Yeah. It's all gone. I was like, oh, sh- shit. I saw the email. I think I was like working. And then it was like, surprise, motherfuckers. So it's got to be good if it sold out in 30 minutes and I cannot wait to get my hands on some. And when I do, I'll log on to ArcadianGrooming.com and use code MURDERBLESS to get 15% off my order. Um, also, my company has made it mandatory to wear a face mask now, um, which is a benefit because I only have to do eye makeup. However, <laughs> uh, the bottom half of my face is breaking out into Me a weird too. Uh, pimple beard. Yep. And uh, not a fan of it, but the banana face wash has been helping so much. I came home because my face was super dry and itchy, but also greasy. It was yes. a disaster. And I washed it and it just felt so much better. Like I I was gonna do a whole ass face mask and I didn't even have to. Didn't even have to sit with fucking charcoal paint all over my face <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> I'm dedicated. Bye. I have to work outside and wear one, so yeah. it's sweaty and gross. And I Oof. got home and my chin was broke out. That was yeah. Like, oh. So I'm so blessed. Is the b- banana face wash blank slate? Yes. No, that's oh. Arcadian. It is oh, Arcadian. Sorry, crap. I just know because black label versus white label. That's oh, that's, that's right. Way. That's right. Yeah. You see, readers, listeners, our confusion lies in the fact that their sister question mark companies so don't be confused both products are fantastic both line of products rather and just get you some of everything yeah i also want to remind everyone that this is a it's a it's a homegrown business it's literally uh two three people in a lab that make this stuff and they make everything by hand so you know there's been some like talk in the home quote-unquote home brewing um like reddits and stuff where people are getting mad because everything's running out of stock and stuff like that and it's not lasting long you got two or three people making this stuff out it's not like they have 
like a warehouse with a massive, you know, they don't have that many there's employees. No <laughs> yeah, there's no machine. The machines that make the stuff go straight into the jar. Like it's literally Allie and Eric and they're, they work so, so hard for what they have. And I don't know. I think, uh, obviously we do promos for them because we really actually like their stuff and we love them as people. And I think now more than ever, it's so important to hype up your small business friends. So yeah, check them out. If they have anything left, you should get it. <laughs> uh, 100%. Yeah, and you can use code MURDERBLOWS, all locates for 15% off at blankslatelabs.com and at arcadiangrooming.com. And your face and hair will thank you. Yes. And your lips. Which is part of your face. Nailed it. Sorry, John just <laughs> came home, so I'm going to close the door really quick. <laughs> no, John, this is not your... No. Where did he come home from? How was he allowed out of the house? He ran. <laughs> oh, I guess that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> people are getting real salty about people exercising outside, and I'm like, they're allowed. You're allowed to go outside. Just, uh, yeah, you're allowed to go outside. It's fine. <laughs> Just stay six feet away from people and don't be an asshat. Like, it's fine. I love it. I'm still working, and we are not staying six feet away from each other. That's why I wear a mask. Oh my god. I hate it. And I put yeah. your mix in my pocket and they're all like, why do you have on a mask? Because <laughs> you're scary. It's called living in Sevier County. Woof. I hate people. Me too. Me too. But we're talking about love them. <laughs> I went to Walgreens with a mask on and the only other woman that had a mask on was the one working in the pharmacy. That's wild. I went shopping and there was everyone was wearing a mask. Literally everyone. Everybody was everybody was looking at me like I was crazy. It was great. Yeah, everyone wears one out here. I think we were trying to be super cautious. There is there was a TikTok of a guy walking around a Walmart and he just shows everyone with a face mask on and then he looks at himself and he's got like an actual like face scrub mask on. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, dang it, wrong kind of mask. That's actually <laughs> really funny, though. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate. A lot of people are getting really salty. I know this is a very serious thing. People are dying from it. Like, I get it. But, like, humor is just how people cope. And Also, I what else are we supposed it. to do? Yeah. yeah. Like, we're locked in the house for ever. Like, oh. I mean, I don't know. It's just, just odd. Very odd. I did drive, this is super weird. I drove by Joanne's the other day on my way home from work. And uh, there was a line wrapped around the building of just people waiting in line to get inside Joanne's. It looked like the busiest fucking nightclub in Nashville. Yeah. A lot of places are doing a limit on how many people they let into their store. Yeah. So, like, grocery stores here, I think 25 is the max amount of people. That's Especially, not here. Well, it's, it's literally, it's the Wild West out there for you guys, and I'm sorry. but It really <laughs> is. It really is. I co- went to Publix and paid more money on for stuff, so I wouldn't have to be around a million people. Like, Nashville's got their shit together. <laughs> They're being yeah. cool. So is Portland. Jealous. 
It's weird that Nashville is, but I live like 15, 20 minutes outside and it's like, we're so busy. Like I'm talking like I work like six to eight hour shifts and I won't move a muscle. (laughs) Like we're just so busy. Yeah. I mean like from the bar. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant that you just stood there and I was like, I don't understand what no. you do with your job. <laughs> I'm very no. confused. Like, there are just so many people out and about and they've got their kids and they're like, oh, I'm getting drinks for my Ugh. friends. We're having a social no. distancing party. What does that mean? No. How do you have a social like a, distancing party? It's like, I think you're doing it wrong. Yeah. So it's weird. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it anymore. I'm tired. Wanted to go away. Yeah, I'm over this. That's it. That's all I want. Luckily, Jeremiah has noticed that I am very sad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He just does the things. Yeah. (laughs) Like the other, literally yesterday, he was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah." It's like you want to sit on the couch. I'm like, "Yeah." (laughs) (laughs) It's like, "Do you need food?" And I'm like, "No." Yeah. Water. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you wanna you wanna watch Westworld? Yeah. <laughs> Are you on like, the new season? I just started season one. I figured it was time to catch up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's good. I've only seen season one though. So. I really like it. I feel like the episodes are longer than they should be, but yeah. that's because my attention span is garbage. No, you're fine. But, it's an, such like, an odd show for you to pick. Yeah, I was like, man, she into it? I was like, Sasha's gonna pick up Queer Eye. (laughs) Shoot, I forgot about that. Well, so Westworld's something Jira will watch with me. Oh, that's a good point, though. That's a good point. I'm sure he'll watch Queer Eye, just not like, hey, let's watch Queer Eye. Okay, so that's what you think at first, right? Mm -hmm. But like, so I used to watch it while I was cooking in the kitchen or cleaning, like doing dishes, Mm -hmm. and uh nine times out of ten whenever eric would be home he would like stand in front of me and not realize it and just watch the show <laughs> John the same thing. and then he'd laugh and like he go, did you hear that did you hear what anthony said and i was like no you were standing in front of me <laughs> <laughs> I did not. that's so funny they they get into it they do uh, but- <laughs> We started a show called the outsider which if you watch uh, hbo Wowzers. I needed a show like that in my life right now. Did you really? Or are you being sarcastic? No, I liked it. Oh, okay. I know. <laughs> I'm not finished yet. I want to read the book first, so I haven't dived into it. Dived, dove. Oh, I'm it just driven. It, it's, uh, what's his name? Jason uh, Bateman. Yeah, I always want to call him Michael Bluth, but that's not. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Maisie knew she had fucked up. I'm yeah. just kidding. That's the different. That's the wrong show. That's my Ron uh, Howard impersonation. I liked oh. it. it was good. I knew exactly <laughs> what you were doing. Um, but it's the one time Jason Bateman I've ever seen him in anything where he's not like, "It's okay, pal. It's okay, bud." You know? Yeah. They would call anyone pal. Did you watch Ozark? <laughs> yeah, and he was just like a stressed out Michael Bluth. Oh, I haven't. I've watched one episode, and it was. Like I watched six one season, and it made me tired. It actually reminds me. Of- <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's fucking me. Everything. I washed one dish. It made me tired. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I don't know. That show, he's just like go, go, go all the time, and you're like, oh god, that's a lot. 
Sometimes I like shows or like one of my favorite directors are the Coen brothers because like something really big will happen and you're like, Oh my God. And then they'll just like talk and have a cup of coffee or a beer. And you're like, Oh, this is so nice. I don't know. I feel like those movies are so relaxed. Like I could listen to Nick Cage talk in Raising Arizona about what the fuck ever for hours. Sure. Like Nick Cage in Raising Arizona. Huh? I'm just agreeing that Nick Cage in Raising Arizona is the greatest. It's so good. I love Nicolas Cage though. I'm skipping the end. This is what I like this week. No, I'm just kidding. I think I already liked Nick Cage a couple weeks ago. I think you did. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) It's too depressing to do anything else. It sure is. Kind of, not really. I'm so grateful to talk to you guys, though. I wish I had gotten quarantined with more people. (laughs) Not that I don't love Jeremiah, like, like, with every fiber of my being. It's just, like, he can't satisfy all of my extrovert needs because uh-huh. there's a lot of them I've learned and like I'm that person that's now like I'm the first one to message back in the group chat and I'm like oh I seem too eager and then it's like well <laughs> it's fine everyone <laughs> understands now <laughs> compared to me who will reply to a question four days later yeah. or same <laughs> yeah or <laughs> jelly who it's probably just genuinely busy. I mean, you you both, like, anytime you don't reply during, like, certain hours, I'm like, oh, you're at work. Yes. You but. would not believe the people who have called me this week chit-chat when I'm at work. And then when I'm, like, I'm at work, they're like, oh. What's why? that like? Mm-hmm. Like, like, I don't know. <laughs> wild. Super wild. Um... Hmm. Nick hmm. Cage raising Arizona. I feel like we got sidetracked. Side. We can talk today. We're good at English. Yes. <laughs> There's that focus thing again. <laughs> you guys want to see what I made? Yeah. yeah. <gasps> yes. Is it done? Can you see it? <gasps> oh, baby Yoda! I think it is oh, cold right now, but I crocheted baby Yoda. God, how many doll it. hairs can I pay you for that? I mean, I'm sure it has a different home already. But no, this one, this one's staying with me because it's a little rough. So I can make you one that is cleaner. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the only thing keeping me through this quarantine is this. Baby Yoda, <laughs> baby Yoda. I know Mari keeps eyeing it. Like, can I? Is this is mine that for me? Is it mine? No, bitch, I worked too made hard on drink. him for you to chew him up in two seconds. But so cute. I love the eyes. I know that's the, so I want him to be bigger, but that's what I had, so. I like it, the little eyes. It looks very like a, one of those Funko Pops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the best thing that's happened to me in fucking weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, crying from happiness. <laughs> Not a good one. You look. are. Aww. I just love baby <laughs> so much. <laughs> and the fact that you can make that is so cool. Okay. <laughs> I know I have this to episode. <laughs>
this episode needs like a YouTube clickbait title, like Sasha cries. Sasha cries. <laughs> For no fucking reason. I cry every time. Speaking <laughs> of YouTube, today I filmed a what I eat in a day in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's that. It's the though. dumbest fucking video. I'm so stoked. I'm so hooked on those videos, though. I like those and uh, just like things to do in quarantine. Or uh, a lot of my horror YouTubers are like horror movies uh, to watch in quarantine, which are oh, about fun. quarantine. Oh, that's a lot. Too much. Too far. No, I love it. Oh, I love watching stuff like that. But I like to, it, it makes you feel like someone knows what you went through, except usually at the end of a horror movie, someone gets eaten, so. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> at least we're not eaten. That's what I'm going to take out of that. Yeah. No one's zombie. a zombie yet. Man, fingers crossed. I know. Well, like, something exciting has to happen from this, right? Um, There's a list. Uh, emissions pollution. Yay! Yay! Um, um, painted Bob Ross because I wanted to do a hobby during quarantine, which I'm not kind of participating in. And so, Sasha, you can cry over that. I just sent it through Messenger. Ooh! Wait, did you do a Bob Ross painting, or did you paint Bob Ross? Yeah. No, I did a Okay. It's a Bob Ross painting, but it's it's coated like it's, Oh, it's beautiful. It's so serene. It's not I also love that your list is underneath it. My grocery list. Mm-hmm. I have not made a list <laughs> in a long time. <laughs> oh, I have. I can't live without them. Well, I'm not leaving the house, so it's not like I forget things. <laughs> You're doing it for society. Yes. This is true. I can't complain. I've got, like, everything I need in the house. It's, like, very eye-opening. I just am done with it. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's okay. (laughs) But it's fine because I'm not getting coronavirus, and I'm not giving it to anyone in case I'm an asymptomatic character, which helps the carrier, not character, <laughs> which helps with my anxiety, like, whoa, because um, I'm afraid I'm going to get someone sick, because my immune system's pretty great. Uh, mm-hmm. I got you guys, I got Animal Crossing, I got Baby Yoda back in my life. <sighs> it's a good time. It's going to be okay. I'm loving the Tiger King memes, and I love that I don't have to watch the show to understand them. Oh, my God. I saw that out of this whole Tiger King, Joe Exotic thing, I have seen one, one TikTok that was like, they did it in a clever way, and it was like to the uh, audio of him going, Carol Baskin does... Some summer bitch down in Florida wants to kill me or whatever. That audio clip that's everywhere. But the caption was, and the like, the text on the TikTok itself was, why is no one talking about the three different types of <laughs> cults <laughs> and only talking about the one guy that <laughs> may or may not have <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on someone else? Mm. I saw something in... I mean, I only know the case from what Maisie brought us. Um, and honestly, so a lot of people 
that I mean I've just seen on Twitter and everything are like Carol Baskin fed her husband to a tiger and that's all there is to it. Like she murdered her bitch, husband. Bitch, it's a bobcast, not tiger. You're not the bitch, Violet. Is. Yeah, no, you're yes. fine. But well, everyone's talking yeah. about how she murdered her husband, and I'm like, okay, we're not like, why? This is gonna get ready for my feminist rage. Um, but why are we like focusing on this woman when Joe Exotic was so fucking crazy and like fucking shot tigers in the face and shit? Like, are you kidding? Well, that's the me? thing. Like, at the documentary series brings out that in all three of the big cat sanctuaries, quote unquote, uh-huh. or the private zoos, they all have flaws. Did you watch it? No, I haven't watched it yet, but... Okay, But, so, yeah, I mean, private zoos are a shit show one way or the other, nine times no, out of no, ten. No, 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 no. no. I mean, yeah, they are, but there's, like... Oh, I was very confused for a minute. I was oh, like, yeah, I thought I'm they were. Because <laughs> they don't have, conser- like, real conservationist, like, programs, yeah. I guess. Yeah, anyways, yeah. But, but, yeah. I won't spoil it for you, but they go into the three, like... It's almost like three different examples of Uh cat sanctuary. So you have Joe Exotic, which is just like, his cat sanctuary is just wild. Like, (laughs) convicts are the workers, which is fine. They need work too, I guess. But, like, nothing is done properly. Everything is, like, so just, like, the shitty trailer park version. Yeah. And you have Doc Antle's cat sanctuary, which is, like, relatively high class. But he's got his own, like super shady things that he has going on who are those people that he has working for him are they legitimate are they not legitimate what is his history like what is what is all that add up to and then you have carol baskin's cat sanctuary which is full of like flowers and massive cages which is great in theory but she is also not perfect so it is a documentary series that on the face of it is look like look at this crazy guy that has uh, eyebrow piercing that's barely hanging on and hired a hitman to kill a lady down in Florida but then it just like opens up the world to what is behind this big cat mystery like exotic animal wall that none of us really knew about because we didn't think about it Yeah, you know like you go to one of those zoos when you're a kid and you're like oh cool I got to pet a tiger that was sick and then now you <laughs> see everyone's full of shit and so I, it's easy to make fun of Joe Exotic but it's also like Carol is not innocent. Doc oh, definitely not, not innocent. It. Like they're all shady in their own ways. But I just everyone should watch it. Not not only to validate the memes, but to see like <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. I I definitely agree that like no one is innocent in all this. But I guess I was just getting like salty. Because every single, every single tweet I see about it is about Carol Baskin. And I was just like, we do well, also, he remember just, like, Joe, Joe Exotic, right? Such gold audio clips. Like, how can you oh, not? Oh, yeah. I saw Trisha know? Paytas doing a TikTok dance oh, to God. a remix version. <laughs> I'm not ready to talk about her. No, we're not going to this time. Last time we said we weren't going to, and then we did. But not we this did. time, ladies I and I almost gents, cut it all out, and but folks, I did not. And, not and sports fans and Tiger Kings and Queens and Tiger Kings sports fans. I love. I miss Donald. Did I tell you about that guy? Yeah, yeah that's where I got it from. Aw, hey, sports fans. He's he his his message is spreading all the way across the world. I hope he's okay. I hope he's not trying to buy groceries. He's an older guy. 
hope he's not trying I feel like he's definitely a type that's like, okay, I'm going to go buy groceries now. I don't know. Like, every time we would, (laughs) I would get to work at, like, 6 a.m., and he would be there before me, and this guy is, like, 70-plus with a walker, and he would be leaving the building as I'm coming in. How you doing? Good morning, sports fans. Hey, Donald, it's just me. And it just, like, there's always, like, a ray of light, but then <laughs> he would come back in an hour later, and then he would leave an hour later and be like, where are you going? I'm going to Seaside, which is, like, two hours away. So, like, his whole life is a mystery. We have no idea what he does in the building or where he's going or what he's doing, but he has a walker, and I hope he's staying inside. <laughs> so, <laughs> how long have you known him? I, I kind of have a wild story to tie into this. Ooh, I love this. Um, I mean, ever since I've worked for this company so uh a little over a year okay so when i worked at dunkin donuts there was an overnight baker i don't remember his name for the life of me i'm awful with names but um i was always very like he was always very cool uh whenever i came in he only worked for like two hours while i was there and setting up Mm -hmm. um and eventually one night i had to work an overnight baking shift with him and uh we started talking about music and he's like it we had worked together for maybe a year and a half two years and all of a sudden one day he was like i don't tell anybody things and i was like oh okay he really did it's very all we talked about was music ever and he was like but i'm inviting you to come watch my band play and i was like oh i'm going oh he was also an older gentleman probably 60s you know yeah, uh, I'd say like late 60s. And I went to this very nice country club and he was in, I shit you not, a Jimmy Buffett cover band. Oh, perfect. And it was something else. Oh. Yeah. But it was kind of like, I don't know. I'm not a Jimmy Buffett fan. Sorry. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Sorry I've been to Margaritaville. Buffett fans out there. Yeah. If you're listening and you're a Buffeteer, um, I'm is not. Huh? Is that what they're called? I don't know. I just. Buffeteer. Buffeteer. Um, I've been to Margaritaville uh, on an opening night where everyone was screaming salt. I was uncomfortable. Um <laughs> Yeah. So, but but it was still enjoyable to to see a peek into something that he held so precious, and he one day just like dropped a little bit of knowledge on me, you know. So maybe one day, you will become an ultimate sports fan and find out that maybe he's in. Oh, uh, I bet. I bet he's in like Clearwater cover band. No, I bet he's in like a Motown band. I can see him doing Ooh. something like that. Something more jazzy. Yeah. Oh, nice. bless him. Being jazzy, what do you got for us tonight, mate? <laughs> wow, boy, howdy. <laughs> so it's not, Violet and I video chatted on Monday, and it's not the one that I told you about, because I was like, that's going to take more research, and I don't have a lot of time to do, the, to do this one. And so I was like, I'm going to find, well, I don't know why I think I can do this. I was like, I'm going to find kind of a lighter one. That's not what I found at all. I did research all day today, but that's fine because we're here in this moment. So, yeah, we're just going to dive into it. Are you guys ready? 
Ready. Ready. Yes. Are you sure? <laughs> no. <laughs> yep. It can't be worse than this. Oh, you speak oh. too soon. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm so nervous. I mean, what, what episode are we on? One, 107? Like, you should know what's going on. 110? Oh, God. Please don't tell me it's Rock of Love Season 2. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Violet, I would never take that away from you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Let me get... Hold on. Let me get my... Oh, hear me? That was my knee. Oof. Right in the mic. Sick. Okay. Sick. <laughs> on December 19th, 2001... Uh, a man at an RV park outside of Walport, Oregon, notices something that looks like maybe it could be a body floating in the marina outside of his RV lot. So he calls the police, <clears throat> and they confirm that it is a body of a four-year-old male. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. I'm buckled in. Wait. Let's go. It's, it's happening. Um, the police noticed that the body was, like, well-groomed. If, you know, it was a child, it looks like it was well taken care of. Uh, there wasn't any immediate indication of foul play, and the police sprint into action. They gather local, state, and federal investigators asking people in the area if they heard or they had seen anything. They checked if anyone in town had reported a child missing, and when they got no information, they released a digitally enhanced photo of the boy. Um, so I'm going to stop right here because this part of Oregon is the coast. And all along the coast of Oregon are these little towns that are just like very small, picturesque coastal towns. Like there's one main street where there's all the shops on one road, and then there's houses, and then you have the beach. And that's literally it. So this police force is so small that it had to get help from um, another town up north called Newport, which is way more popular um, in the like vernacular when you're talking about Oregon. People will more likely have heard of Newport than they had of uh, Walport. So for the rest of this case, everything is going to be around Newport which is just a little bit more north of where it actually happened. Does that make sense? It's kind of like saying no one talks about Lenore City. They only talk about Knoxville because it's just easier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. <clears throat> so this is such a small town. They got everybody in on this because it is a missing kid. Or, uh, you know, they're trying to see if anyone has reported a little boy missing. Um, they had to do a digitally enhanced photo. So they released that to the media. A woman named Denise Thompson is at home watching the news and she sees the photo of the young boy and she believes she's pretty sure she knows who he is. So she calls her friend who is a cop, a co-op, and uh, she's sure that the little boy that was found is a kid named Zachary Longo. So she tells the cop that she had babysat him and his two sisters just the other day, and that she was also friends slash co-workers with their father. Uh, the dad, his name is Christian Longo, they work together at Starbucks. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Um, Yeah, very crazy. Well, thanks, I hate it. Yeah. So, um, 
Denise tells the police the Longo family had moved to the Newport area about six weeks ago. They didn't have any family in town, but as far as she knew, uh, she and her husband were their only friend. So since she's the only one that's ever really hung out with them before, police asked Denise to come and identify the body of young Zachary. So she goes in the next morning, positively IDs him as Zachary Longo. Um, a couple of days later, police have been back at the marina. They are diving for clues. And instead of any more clues, they find uh, a young female body with a pillowcase full of rocks tied to her feet. Uh, Denise also identifies her as Zachary's sister, Sadie Longo, who was three years old. Uh, divers also found a second pillowcase full of rocks. So they believe that Zachary also had a pillowcase full of rocks tied to his feet, but it came loose, and that's why he was able to be seen from the top. That is so sad that, yeah. like, he could have never been found and never reported missing. Like, yeah. It, if it didn't untie, none of this would ever, this whole thing wouldn't have unraveled. You think he would have been really careful about tying stuff? <sighs> yeah. This, no, no one was careful. <laughs> Um, so now the police are frantic. It's a, like I said before, a small, quiet coastal town. Um, and they're like, we have a child killer on the loose and we have a child killer and three other members of the Longo family are still missing. We have the dad, Christian Longo. We have the mom, Mary Jane and the baby Madison. So police get as much information as they can from Denise and they begin to question the only real person of interest that they had, which was the man outside of the RV park. Um, we never learned this man's name, but according to detectives in the 48 Hours episode that I watched, police questioned the man, and he gave, and uh, they, like, checked his record, and he had a previous record of, quote, child crimes. So I don't know what that means, but as an alibi for the night of the murder... Uh, he said he was in an AA meeting. So police check the alibi, go to the town hall building where the AA meeting is, was held. Excuse me, I burped. Whoa. And uh, they find blood in the bathroom. So they collected samples to see if that blood would match Zachary's. So as of right now, this small coastal town has a child killer. And they have one suspect that they believe killed these two kids in a public restroom and dumped their bodies in the marina. Okay, but wait, how long before he was like, I was in an AA meeting and them checking the town hall and finding blood? Like, who the fuck's cleaning the town hall that didn't notice blood in the stall? I mean, that's that's a whole nother thing. This is why um, we have COVID-19, because no one's cleaning shit. Yeah, <laughs> and also, true. thankfully, because they found blood. <laughs> it, I mean, it's like that scene the in Superbad. would be like, uh. <laughs> Sketch. It's like that scene in Superbad where Seth Rogen is talking about how if <laughs> how they could catch more people if there was just like semen everywhere. Yeah. He's like, if he had punched him or if he had jerked off and then punched him, we'd have a chance of catching this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I get where you're coming from, Sasha, but also it's kinda like that. But a little different. You'll see. But different. <laughs> a little different. Is a public restroom. Um, so police perform 
they uh, have the man go under a lie detector test, and he passes. Uh, the blood test does come back. It's a negative match for Zachary's blood, and they let the man go. Uh, it turns out the blood in the bathroom was small enough amounts uh, that, you know, like police believe that it's just from people doing drugs at the AA meetings. Wild. Which is like, okay, that's unfortunate. <laughs> that's so sad. Yeah. I was going to say menstrual blood. It's, it wasn't that much. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sad that, okay, so now I can see how someone missed it. Yeah. I was um, that oh poor guy that just reported a body <laughs> of a small child, and now he's me. And he's a former alcoholic I know, with child he's, crimes. He's, he's just, just like, trying to do his best, you know? Oh, okay. Well, so, it's fine. Now we're, we're out of suspects. Yeah, we're not mad at him. Okay. So, meanwhile, please take that information they got from Denise uh, about the Longo's family, and they start checking their backgrounds, families, history, blah, blah, blah. So we're going to stop right here, and we're going to go through the history of the Longo family. So uh, please learn that Christian and Mary Jane were married uh, when Christian was only 19 and Mary Jane was 26, which is only a few years from, a few years back from at this time. Um, they were both raised Jehovah's Witness. They were from Ypsilanti Township, Michigan. That is a mouthful. Um, let's see. Once they got married, they started having kids right away. Their religion was a huge part of the, their life, and they really seemed like the kind of couple that had everything together. They had nice cars, a nice house, new clothes. Um, Christian had a good job as a manager for the New York, New York Times Distribution Company, where he became a really big fan of writer Michael Finkel, which, remember that name. Um, so living the high life, everything looks good. Prominent people in the church, bada bing, bada boom, nice cars, whatever. Uh, he left that job, started a construction subcontracting business where he learned that it was, um, easy to forge checks and write checks to himself from the company's account. So that like scratched an itch he didn't know he had. Um, he started doing more things like that. His spending habits grew and he just bought random shit constantly and he would max out credit cards. There was one um, podcast I listened to where they said that he had taken out a hundred thousand dollar limit on a credit card under his dad's name and maxed that out. So like just horrible with money, horrible with money. Um, soon enough, the family car got repoed. And debt was becoming a big part of his life. And uh, it's okay, though. He found out a way to solve most of his problems by committing petty crimes. So uh, he set up fake addresses to throw off debt collectors, and he made fake driver's license. Uh, he made one fake driver's license. I love this story. He used it at a car dealership, and when they gave him the keys, he just drove off a lot, and they never saw it. <laughs> Ah, so dreams about that. <laughs> like, well, no wonder they still stop car yeah. now. Yeah, no one's never. Yeah, I've never test driven a car without the person in it. Now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the wife, Mary Jane, uh, being Jehovah's Witness, traditionally was not really involved in the finances, but she did notice some things were 
like kind of strange. And so when she asked him about it, he said not to worry. He had everything under control. And then the next day he comes home with a fake bank statement that he made. He's trying to prove to her that everything was balanced. That's, it takes extra motivation to go the next mile, you know? That extra step to show he cares. Um, because he stole a whole ass car, he was caught and arrested, but it's fine though, because he only got three years probation for everything. All of the like little petty fraud and stuff like that. Three years probation. Oh, and restitution. So that was paid. Um, because his criminal past was now made public, the church, basically, there was this very specific word that the Jehovah's Witness Church used, but they banned him, and because when you marry someone, you become one, Mary Jane was also banned, and that really it, crushed her. It's not discommunicated. Oh, fuck. It's not discommunicated. It's not exiled. Barred, exiled. Know. I want to know now. Are you looking it up? I have to look it up. My brain will not work. Do it. I'll wait. Banned from church. Word. (laughs) It is. It's not disfellowshipped. Oh, that sounds familiar. That's not it, though. Oh. There's another one. I saw an article for disfellowshipping and shunned. Mm, shunned's kind of a given. You can get shunned from a Baptist church. Shun the non-believer. Shun the non-believer. <laughs> <laughs> What's that from? Charlie the Unicorn. That's what I thought! I just had to <laughs> I didn't know I had. <laughs> Excommunicated. That's what oh. I said. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I was doing discommunicated in my head still. I'm so sorry. It's, it's fine. That's okay. Um, where am I? Discommunicated. Okay. So, they're still in Michigan. They've been discommunicated. Mary Jane is like, had it up to here with him and his shenanigans, but she still stays with him because divorce and Jehovah's Witness religion is like, a no-go, which I could have been talking out of my ass just now. Sasha will let me know. Uh, nope, you're right. It's a no- Well, yeah, it's a no-go. So after that, uh, they just kind of hanging out for a couple months, and Chris is like, or Christian, I'm probably going to call him Chris after this because, I don't know, Christian is just too much. He's too much. Um, he says it's time for a change, and so he packs up his family, and they move to Toledo, Ohio. So... Yes, he is still on probation in Michigan. No, he was not allowed to leave the state. This makes him a wanted man, officially. Which, like, I don't know. I really tried really hard not to write anything down from um, Bon Jovi's Wanted Dead or Alive just then, but I thought I would mention. Honorable mention for Bon Jovi. Uh, So the Longo family... Uh, in Toledo, Ohio, for some reason, Chris decided it was a good idea to rent out a warehouse to live instead of just a regular old apartment, maybe because the landlords will be less, I don't know, less rules, I guess. I don't know. Um, so they lay low for a little bit, but Chris gets spooked one day at work and the family packs up the necessities, literally only what you need. And they head west just like everybody else. Um, 
Police eventually find the warehouse Chris had been renting. Remember, because he's on probation, so they, like, find him because he's wanted, dead or alive. And uh, (laughs) so, yep, they find the warehouse. They only find a couple of personal items. They find a baby album and Mary Jane's wedding dress. So they're like, this is a weird amount of things that is left askewed. Um, November of that year, Mary Jane's family hadn't heard from their sister. Her cell phone had been cut off. And so they report Mary Jane, Zachary, Sadie, and Madison missing. They don't give a shit about Chris, apparently. Um, That the missing persons file or whatever doesn't last very long, though, because soon after that, Mary Jane sends her sister a postcard from South Dakota Basically saying, we're headed to Oregon. Chris is going to be looking for a job. And I'll reach out when we get settled. But still, it's like 2001. We have the technology. Cell phones kind of suck, but they still exist. So he, he, like in the 48 Hours episode, they really hone in on the fact that on this weird sporadic road trip, they really isolated his family. Like he did the absolute best he could to leave small things behind and isolate them from their families. So, all right, we're going to fast forward a little bit. Nalongo family lands in Oregon. They were staying in a hotel outside of Newport for a couple of weeks. When they get an invoice for the room from the hotel, Chris can't pay it, and they flee. Um, They left behind another baby album and Mary Jane's driver's license, along with some clothes from the baby. So somehow, and in every interview I watched or podcast I listened to, no one knows how he pulled this off, but somehow Chris sweet talks a landlord into letting them rent a condo. Um, Him knowing full well that he will never be able to pay anything on it, he dodges the landlord for a couple weeks. And uh, yeah, he just, yeah, no one knows how he was able to pull off we talk on that landlord but he got him a condo um he gets a job at starbucks with his new bff denise which is where they meet and everything is normal for only a few weeks so that is the history of the longo family essentially we're going to jump back to um december 19th they found zachary remember a couple days later they found sadie um eight days the rest of the Longo family is still considered missing. So we have Mary Jane is missing, uh, Chris is missing, and baby Madison's missing. Um, So two suitcases are spotted um, under a a bridge floating in the water outside of the Longo family condo. Police are called. They arrive. They pull the suitcases out of the water. One suitcase had human hair coming out of the zipper so they knew kind of what they were about to see um the first suitcase with the hair was the body of mary jane longo and the second suitcase was baby madison inside with a dumbbell to weigh it down Mm. sorry that took me up poor baby yeah so yeah uh uh, th- my next line is seasoned detectives were visibly shaken. Me too. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, p- 
at this point, to police, Chris is still considered missing, but they're like, we don't care about him. We want to find him. He is their top suspect now. Uh, <laughs> Chris, by this time, had fled to San Francisco, where he applied for another job at Starbucks using his previous manager and co-workers from Newport in Oregon as references. So when they're like, hey, what about this guy? And you're like, I mean, he's a good worker, but you should probably look at the news. So uh, police found out where he was pretty quickly. They were still one step behind him, though. Chris had taken a customer's credit card number and bought a plane ticket to Cancun, Mexico. So he lands in Mexico. He's been in Mexico for maybe, I don't think even a week, maybe a couple of days. And then we meet the superstar, Daniel Clegg, FBI agent. This guy has my dream job. He is essentially a goalie for the FBI. His job is to live in Cancun, Mexico. And when people flee to Mexico, because that's where all the dummies go first, he's like, I'm here. Tell me. Tell me what they look like. I'm ready. How cool is that? That's what I want to do. Anyway. Just sipping on the sipping a margarita on the beach, being yeah. like random white guy, no ugly crew socks, beer, yeah, dirty yeah. old beer. That's yeah. I found him. Yep, sending them back. Yeah. yeah, I'm a little drunk. It's fine. Yeah, so I don't need you to worry about me. Uh, yeah, love Daniel Clegg. Okay, so FBI calls her buddy Clegg, and they're like, "Look, they got this guy. He's coming down to Cancun. Look out for him. He looks like every other kind of ginger white guy." Have fun. Uh, so they put wanted posters. He's now uh, Chris Longo is on the top ten most wanted list. His face is everywhere in Cancun. It's everywhere. I don't know how they find him, but they find him in like a small apartment with a German photographer. So they bust open the door. They're like, you're under arrest, whatever. Dead, cool, cop. And he's like, oh, I got the wrong guy on Michael Finkel. Remember that name? Michael Finkel is the writer from the New York Times. Yes. Wild. That comes back. So he's like, I'm Michael Finkel. And FBI officer Clegg is like, oh, yeah, you're uh, Christopher Michael Finkel Longo. Then he, like, holds up the wanted poster. That's what he said in the 48 hours. I hope that actually happened. And Chris is like, yeah, okay, you got me. So he's arrested. He uh, gets taken to the interrogation room in Mexico. And they're like, look, you can do this here in Mexico. And say in a Mexico prison, we can go back to the States. And he's like, well, fuck that. I'm going to go back to the States. So he gets extradited back to Oregon. Uh... Wow, I'm out of breath. I got really excited about that detective. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, he goes to trial and is convicted. Uh, on March 2003, so two years, he sat. And, oh yeah, okay. So his story is, he confessed to only killing the baby Madison and Mary Jane. And his story is, he said he came home one day from his hard job at Starbucks. And I say that because I've done it. 
Yeah, for real. <laughs> Did you do it for six years, motherfucker? <laughs> uh, what's your number? <laughs> okay, honker. Which clown yeah. college did you go to? <laughs> um, so he says he comes home and Mary Jane is, um, he said that she had already killed Zachary and the daughter Sadie. And he said he became so enraged because when he walked in, she was choking Madison, the baby. And, uh, <laughs> So he says that he uh, he couldn't save Zachary and Sadie, but he strangled Mary Jane to stop her from hurting baby Madison. And so once he knew Mary Jane was dead, he went to check on baby Madison and uh, she had like started to breathe a little bit again. So he choked her to end her suffering. Mm-mm. Mm. Mm. how considerate mm. what uh, hold on so he's like oh she's catching her breath I better stop that yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> she's obviously suffering if she uh, is breathing mm. yeah um, I know so, she doesn't work at Starbucks but <laughs> the jury is not having it and they convict him uh the duh Yes. Uh, basically, he is on death row right now. Yay! Uh, in 2011, he did admit to killing everyone. Good. Which gave the family a single shred of relief. But isn't that so fucked up? Also, add to the more fucked up in this. So, a little side story about the Michael Finkel guy... And every time I read about him, all I could think of was Finkel is Longo. Longo is Finkel. Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn from Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I can't read that name and not think of that. Um, So Michael Finkel was a New York Times uh, author, but he uh, had just gotten into trouble because he was doing... I think he was in he was in a third world country doing a story about like a young boy in a village and instead of writing facts he like comprised a lot of stories and made it sound like one person's story so it was more extravagant and he got busted and his journalism career was over and so he has isolated himself he's in his house he's depressed cuz he's done this thing he's fucked up he knows that he lost his job It was his dream, whatever. And he's sitting there and he gets a call from uh, the Oregonian, which is the newspaper out here. And uh, the reporter guy is like, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? And he's like, well, shit, this is it. Like, yeah, here's I know I've fucked up my career. Here's, you know, my ass on a silver platter. I'll tell you everything. And he's like, no, no, no. What do you know about Chris Longo? And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, this guy, Chris Longo, is using your name as an alias <laughs> while he's running away in Mexico. And he's like, <laughs> what? He was like, my life was ruined. And then life gave me another story. And I was like, well, like how cool for you. But like, I don't know. Um, so he ended up writing a book called True Story, Murder, Memoir, and Mea Culpa. Culpa? Mea uh, Culpa? It means my blame, right? Oh, maybe. Huh. We got to see. Culpa. Yes. 
M-E-A culpa, C-U-L-P-A. Acknowledgement of one's fault or error. Oh. Yep. I, I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think that applies to Chris Longo. That means my bad. My bad. <laughs> uh, he did write a book. That's the name of the book. Uh, it came out in 2005. And in 2015, 10 years later, it was a movie. It's called True Story. And it stars James Franco as Christian Longo and Jonah yeah. as Michael Finkel. Yeah. I have it. I think I own it, but I haven't seen it. I feel like I'm going to watch it tonight. It's on Hulu. Let me know how it is because I love Jonah Hill. I do too, and I almost watched it before I did this case, but that whole movie is about their relationship, not about what he did, I don't think. Like, obviously it's in there, but that's not the highlight of it, you know? Yeah, it's and kind I, of like, uh, oh god, that Nixon and Elvis movie. What? Uh, there's, a, there's a movie, I think, where Michael Shannon plays Elvis... And he goes, yeah, it's all about how uh, Elvis goes to meet the president and he gets put on his like uh, secret service team or whatever. It's it's a true story. I think Johnny Knoxville is in it too. Oh, I've definitely never heard of that. But but it, oh it doesn't God. have anything to do with Watergate, but you know. Like, <laughs> okay, sorry. That's No, I need to just see I need to see Michael Shannon dress up as Elvis, so. Um, it's the best. <laughs> Actually, I might just save that for the Instagram. <laughs> that's good. Um, yeah, but that's uh, the story of Christian Longo and the piece of shit that thought he could kill his family and get away with it. He sucks. Fuck that guy. He does suck. What a douche. Yeah. I, uh... So, I listened to the... I watched a random YouTube video. That's why I'm like, I don't know what sources I can trust. But um, they said that in his early life, like, he was tested for some mental illnesses. Uh But nothing was ever really diagnosed. He said he was, like, a super normal kid. And it was, like, once he got the, um, like, power of getting away with, like, check fraud, it kind of was a snowball effect after that. Yeah. And the whole reason... He kind of did the John List thing in his trial when he said, when he finally admitted to killing his whole family, he said he did it because he had financially failed them and it would be easier on them if he just killed them, which is essentially what John List said. Yeah. You know, you know who the, everyone know who that guy is? The name sounds very familiar. And he literally just like shot up his whole family one day. Because he had done this facade of, oh, we have money, look how great we're doing, blah, blah, blah. And Did then, he bury them in the desert? No, he left them in the house. What he left the fuck? Them... You don't know about that one? I feel like I do. <laughs> I feel like you do, too. He, okay, so he, um, he lost his job. He still pretended to go to work every day. He had three kids, a wife, and his mom all lived in the house. They lived in this big mansion. And he didn't pay mortgages on it, and the bills were racking up, and he got so stressed out. He literally just killed everyone in the house. He picked up his son from soccer practice or whatever and waited till he got home, killed him, and uh, all for money. And then he left everyone in the house. He left all the lights on, and he left, like, music going over the PA system so it looked like people were home. Uh, And then after neighbors noticed that no one came in or out for, like, 
weeks and one of the um like one of the drama like the drama teacher from the school the little girl or something like she knew something was wrong and so she went to check on him and then that's when they called the police and they found everybody inside the house uh spoiler alert to that case that was the quickest synopsis of that case ever but he did that all for money and it turned out that he had all that money in the house anyway because the skylight in their like massive parlor whatever was a tiffany skylight so whatever money issues he had it could have been covered with that Oh, no. It was inside the house the whole time. There's always money in the Tiffany lamp. Yeah, but he was he was eventually caught, and uh, his own wife turned him in. He got remarried, and his own wife turned him in. Fucking A. Could you imagine learning you were married to that asshat? I think, I think they were watching TV together, and FBI's Most Wanted came up. And that's the thing, like... His was... How fast did he get fucking remarried? Okay, so but he got caught, like, 18 years after it happened. But oh. they they had made a, um, kind of like the digitally enhanced photo they did it with the little boy. Yeah. A sculpture, like a age sculpture bust, and it looked exactly like him. Like, down to the glasses. Well, Can I you imagine that. that? Like, his wife and him are sitting on the couch, and she's like, which celebrity do you think I look like? And he's like, oh, maybe Nicole Kidman, and but then they keep watching TV, and she's like, "Which one do you think you look like? <laughs> you kind of, you kind of look like that guy. Maybe just That's like so strange, oh, okay. so weird. <laughs> How serendipitous. <laughs> Where did you say you were from again? <laughs> Hold on, you guys are gonna freak out. I want to hear your reactions to this. Okay, this is the um on the right is the bust of John List, and on the left is actually John List, like to the glasses." <gasps> Whoa! Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. Wild. Said, it's so funny. Oh, but I was on mute. That's crazy. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah. It's interesting that the way humans age is so predictable. Yeah. Right. They're like, we got this on lock, and they did. Hmm. So that, that was a bonus case. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. No one asked for it. Buy one get one free. <laughs> You don't have to buy anything here except products from Blank Say Labs and Arcadian Grooming if they're still available. Exactly. Do it. Do it. My head hurts after that. Um, but yeah. Great. Cool. That distracted me for a whole afternoon. <laughs> I hope I helped distract you guys for, I don't know, at least an hour. Yeah. Hour and a half, technically. Well, not like your whole case, but yeah. you, get I, you get what I mean. Yeah, I get what you say. It's just like, I guess I was sitting there like, what, like, why is money so important that you would kill your whole family over it? And then I'm just like, he's also been on the run for like three days, at least three weeks, right? A long time. And so like that pressure probably builds and builds and builds. Yeah. Well, it's also like the, a lot of times with those that, especially the family annihilator types, like they make a story up in their head and if the life they've made up doesn't go exactly like that. And, you know, they can only buy so many fancy things before something unravels somewhere. And that just, that's just how they snap and it snowballs. And then like with, in Chris's case, like once he figured out that he could, uh, the system, yeah, scan the system and like 
scam money out of clients and just like use a fake driver's license to steal a car. He was like, well, this is all going to work out for me. This is all coming up roses. And it's just not, and those fucking people are trash. And he got life, so he's still sitting there. Oh, he got death. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not, like, not to justify any of that at all, but I kind of think, too, like, it's a societal um, enforcement, too, like. A pressure, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, like, when I switched to an office job, my big thing was, like, I looked at it like I was taking a step up, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, I was getting... Oh, a better job. I'll make more money. I can buy nicer things. You know, like really though, like, I mean, that's, I, I kind of hold people that do that, uh, as like a, a step above, you know, blue collar workers, including myself. And then I got there and I was like, Oh wait, I hate this. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe it's not <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Although I'm making just as much right now working in COVID-19 than I did there. So Who's to say? And but, to get back, like, huh? two hours of your life every day. <laughs> yeah, for re- longer than that, because, I mean, if I, I mean, you're only normally scheduled, like, eight and a half hours, whereas I was working, like, ten and a half hours and then driving an hour there and an hour back, but, yeah. Fucking A. Yeah, five days a week. Um. But, but yeah, I mean, so I think too with society, like, you know, they just put this idea that that's what you need to be happy and that's what you need, like, to support your family and all that. So I'm sure, mm-hmm. like, that kind of takes a toll on you too, you know? Not yeah. saying it's right at all, at all. <laughs> like, you should just go bankrupt, <laughs> you know? Like, just come on. There are other ways than murdering your family, obviously, but. <laughs> I'm so uh, glad you brought that up because I was running out of options. Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha's just been a con woman this whole time. No, I'm too afraid of getting caught of anything. Yeah. So, yes, you should be. Yeah, that's the point of laws. Like, I am the model citizen in that I don't want to go to jail, so I don't do the wrong thing. That Love it. To me. I'm sending you my sources. Oh, thank you. Whoa, that's, don't know why it sent a link. Yeah, I use Crime Museum, Wikipedia, Biography.com, 48 Hours, and a podcast called Strange Country. Oh. Which I recommend that episode 136 about this case because they go (laughs) into a really uh, fire, hot political tangent about (laughs) Trump and how he's handling COVID. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't have the energy for that. They weave it into no. the whole thing. It's pretty funny. What was that called? Strange Country. Thanks. I put it in the thing. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Wowzers, Bowsers. Yeah. That, yep. That's Talking up. to you made me feel better. Hearing that did not. I still got Baby Yoda out of this. It's fine. Yoda. <laughs> yes, Baby Yoda for your sweet dreams. Um, do we want to do everyone's favorite coping mechanism? Oh, I didn't have my camera turned on. I was like waving Baby Yoda in front of it. And no one could see it. I was like, there's no reaction. I love Baby Yoda. Yeah, That's my yeah. new coping mechanism. That's adorable. 
Mine is making lists and staying busy. There you go. That's all you can do. I get mad at myself for not doing a lot, and then I'm just like, you have a panic response, and it's fine. Yeah, I read read that, like, even though, like, this is traumatic, even though we don't think it is because we're just supposed to stay at home, like, it's the future is so unknown that it's it's trauma to us and so like we feel like we should be getting everything done because we have time but we're also our bodies are like no we're going through trauma we need rest we need sleep yeah definitely so so i guess take it easy on yourself uh i don't really know if i have like a covid coping thing because i'm not like super bothered by it i mean i'm bothered by people dying obviously and like the stress that it's causing on the economy but like it's not really stressing me well that's good yeah i mean i i'm really just fine (laughs) (laughs) thanks lexapro (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) she uses for your commercials Um, i'm really just fine (laughs) Just fine. <laughs> uh, I guess just movies. Yeah. The usual. I mean, nothing. I, I feel awful, but like, day to day is still the same for me. Being unemployed for three weeks was rough, but it wasn't necessarily. I think that was just the That's stress. Yeah. Like, I just wanted money. <laughs> well you didn't kill your family so good for you look at that yeah dude yeah i did get a job at starbucks but <laughs> again um <laughs> that was a really uh, desperate laugh uh I yeah was i don't know. a nervous laugh it's fine yeah my coping mechanism has really just been like i guess lexapro <laughs> If we had Starbucks open, I'd probably go back to them. Oh, yours aren't open? None open here. We're drive-thru only. Yeah. It makes me want to work at a drive-thru only store. Where do those exist? I don't know. They do, Uh, though. They do. They're usually, like, so small. like It's almost like a tiny home been converted to a coffee shop. I will say I work at the prettiest Starbucks I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, it's gorgeous. I think. Is that the right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's gorgeous. Is it new? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's pretty new, but love it. The business for another one because it's so beautiful. Oh, is this it? I think. So. Oh, we lost so... Cody. Oh no, but she did tell us her coping mechanism. Yeah, account. I don't have anything else. Take care of yourself, everybody. Go outside if you want to. Stay inside if you want to. Six Stay feet. From, six feet away from people. And even when they are like, you can go places now. Try to, let's all try to use healthy practices because when reality hits in the winter and this all comes back again, it will be a little bit more better. Yes. Maybe. Wash your fucking hands. Fingers crossed. Also, I think touched- if anyone of our listeners is a healthcare worker oh my god 
thank you so much for all you do. Anyone that still has an essential job right now, thank you for all that you do. Healthcare workers are on the front lines. Actually, I saw a post from a nurse that was like, we are not on the front lines. We are the last resort. Please, oh. we don't want to see you. Everyone yeah. else is on the front lines. But that being said, everyone essential that's still working their asses off. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Continue to vote and try to put my dollar to people that will give you a fair fucking wage. <laughs> All yeah. of you. Because it's bullshit that we're trying to call you heroes and not pay you. So. Right. I'm going to do what I can. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm going to do it. We're going to figure it out. Chin up, guys. It's going to be great. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Unexpected pep talk. I'm into it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't leave it like that. <laughs>